As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Good morning, welcome to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. It's Friday the 6th of October, I'm Michael Bailey and today we're asking... Is Gravenberch finding his feet at Liverpool? He's so good at finding pockets of space to operate in, he's quick, he's purposeful. What else caught the eye in last night's European action? Pascal Gross, there's a road back for Brighton. Getting the cross in, and West Ham are in front. Lucas Paqueta with a brilliant header. And are Man City really in prime shape ahead of facing Arsenal? The big question leading into this game over the past two weeks really has been how are they going to do without Rodri? This is the Daily Football Briefing with Michael Bailey. Let's start with the Europa League and let's start at Anfield. Turn back to Alexander-Arnold, who's going to have a shot, and Maurice filled it! Tucked away by Ryan Gravenberch for his first Liverpool goal. That was summer signing Ryan Gravenberch, giving Liverpool the lead just before half-time against Royal Union Saint-Gerois. Diogo Jota got the only other goal just before the final whistle. Liverpool are two from two and top of their group. But the headline act was a first goal in red for Liverpool's former Bayern Munich midfielder. Our Liverpool writer, James Pearce, joins us from Anfield. James, is Gravenberch starting to find his feet? Yeah, this felt like a really important step forward for Ryan Gravenberch. First goal for Liverpool, but you know, much more than that, I think he's really starting to look the part and, and growing in confidence. You know, he, unlike McAllister and Zabozlai, who have proved instant hits since arriving this summer, Gravenberch didn't have the luxury of a full pre-season to get to grips with what Klopp wants from him tactically. He's been eased in gently. This was only his second start. He's yet to start a Premier League game, but I think we saw real flashes of what an elegant footballer he is. He's so good at finding pockets of space to operate in. He's quick, he's purposeful, and he drove Liverpool forward. And, and yeah, his his goal was a gift after a terrible blunder from, from Anthony Morris in the uh, in the Union goal. But um, he was a real threat. Only a, a fingertip save in the second half denied him a, a second goal. And I think, you know, there's a vacancy in that Klopp midfield for Sunday at Brighton with Curtis Jones starting a three-match ban. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that Ryan Gravenberch will fill it because... Uh, yeah, opportunity knocked tonight and he, and he really did grasp it. Liverpool are handling these group stages pretty well, aren't they? 
Yeah, two wins out of two and Liverpool in complete control of Group E of the Europa League as I think everyone expected them to be. It was a relatively kind draw to be to be in there with Lask, with Union Saint-Joueur and, and Toulouse you know, with, with the quality that Liverpool possess. Of course, after so many years of being used to competing at the absolute highest level in the Champions League, they should be qualifying for the knockout stages of this competition with something to spare and they're certainly on course to, to do that and I think the, the great thing for Jurgen Klopp has been that he's been able to utilise the full depth of his squad. That rotation should certainly help them in terms of freshness going into what's a, a really big Premier League game at Brighton on Sunday. Crucially, James, please tell me there were no more VAR controversies. No, thankfully, no controversy this time around. Unlike that shambles at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium last weekend and all the fallout that followed, uh, this one was very clear cut. Thank goodness. Uh, Finally, James, you've already mentioned Sunday's trip to Brighton. That should be tasty. Yeah, it promises to be some game down at at the Amex Stadium on on Sunday. Liverpool will certainly feel like they've got a point to prove against Brighton. Only one win in the last seven meetings. It's a team that they they have struggled against. And of course, you know, Deserby's team caused Liverpool a lot of problems. There were two chastening defeats at the Amex for Liverpool back in January. One in the Premier League, which Klopp at the time described as the worst performance he could ever remember from a team of his in his managerial career. And then a, another defeat followed for Liverpool in the FA Cup. So, yeah, they'll be desperate to get back to winning ways in the Premier League, especially after everything that went on against Tottenham. And, and of course, it's it's an outcome that's going to linger with the fact that it's the, the last game going into that international break. Thanks, James. And remember, you can go deeper on Liverpool with our dedicated podcast, Walk On. Go give it a listen. Brighton will also be fresh from Europa League action on Sunday and they should be in good spirits too. Lamptey goes down and it is a penalty. Brighton have battled back. A cool head in the cauldron from João Pedro. And the team from England's south coast have completed a stirring comeback here. That was João Pedro scoring from the spot to complete Brighton's comeback from 2-0 down to draw in Marseille. And that was a pretty good response too, given Roberto De Zerbi's side lost 6-1 at Aston Villa last weekend. The Athletics' Liam Tharm was at the game. De Zerbi was, was quite candid, to be honest. He's saying that he didn't think Brighton were playing particularly well, um, particularly in regards to, to the first half. Um, he acknowledged that he hasn't got a lot of experience in this competition. You know, he's only got a singular season with Shakhtar Donetsk in, in the Champions League. It was a game that felt similar. If people watched the 6-1 demolition, really, I suppose, by Aston Villa at the weekend of that style of play that's been a problem for Brighton uh, in recent months, to be honest. I think these these away points in European competition are so, so valuable. They're going to need to improve things defensively and be a bit more watertight and maybe be a bit more pragmatic at times. But I think you can't be upset at all, um, particularly with the good tactical response too, in terms of holding on for, for a point. And they earned it, I think, in the second half. They were well outshot by Marseille. I think it was 10-5 in the first half and Brighton won the short count 9-4 um, after half-time. Of course, Marseille have a lead to defend and will sit off more, but yeah, Brighton were, were significantly better and I think a well-balanced game all in, just one team winning either half. The night was a much more painful experience for managerless Rangers. They suffered a 2-1 defeat against Aris Limassol in Cyprus. But there was better news for West Ham. Ward Prowse. And in! Brilliant header. Nayef again has put West Ham back in front. Two wonderful headed goals for the Londoners. 
Nyafaga there scoring the Hammers winner at Freiburg and setting a new record. West Ham are the first English club to go 17 games unbeaten in European competition. Yes, the Europa Conference League does count, and yes, it could soon be matched by Manchester City. They're currently on 16 unbeaten. Speaking of the Conference League... Now it's with Cash, who sent it over. McGinn! Oh, John McGinn! Late, late drama at Villa Park! Ah, John McGinn, the captain, scored in the fourth minute of added time to give Aston Villa victory over their Bosnian visitors, Zrinski Mostar. Jacob Tanswell was at Villa Park. Well, Villa got there in the end. It was a frustrating performance for the most part. Villa started quite well, uh, but then just toiled. And it was attack v defence for throughout the second half, really. Uh, John McGinn, though, uh, as he has shown in the last week um, at Villa Park, driving the team forward, trying to make something happen. Uh, and in the end, in, at the very, very end, he managed to pop up with a with a crucial goal because at that point it was starting to look a little bit sticky. You know, one point from the first two games in a the group, they should comfortably go through and would cause Unai Emery obviously a few issues and obviously he's shown in the last couple of weeks that rotation in the Conference League is something that he's prepared to do he made six changes tonight but those on the periphery didn't really impress you know Yuri Tillemans struggled again and as did others uh, he made three subs at half time brought on as his usual starting front three so yeah there's a lot of questions for Unai Emery to, to go to in terms of how can he find the balance between a rotation but also making sure that they get through this group and that's but I guess that's why John McGinn's goal was so crucial because it just gives Villa a little bit of breathing space Thanks, Jacob. I've got one more for you all. Aberdeen avoided the same fate as Rangers by salvaging a draw at home to Finland's HJK. You're listening to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. It's a packed weekend of football ahead, of course, and here's a handful of games for your TV diary. On Saturday in the Premier League, Ange Postacoglu's Tottenham visit the auspicious surrounds of Luton Town. That's on TNT Sports 1 from 12.30pm in the UK and 7.30am Eastern on USA Network. Then there's the fun of the Turin Derby in Serie A as Juventus hosts Torino at 5pm UK time. That's on TNT Sports 2 or 12pm Eastern on Paramount+. Plus. As for Sunday, why not check out Barcelona? They travel to Granada in La Liga. That's from 8pm in the UK on Viaplay Sports 2 or from 3pm Eastern on ESPN+. But arguably bigger than all those is the Premier League clash of the weekend when Arsenal host Manchester City. That game awaits on Sky Sports from 4.30pm in the UK or on Peacock in the US from 11.30am. It's top versus third, only a point separates them and our Manchester-based football writer Mark Critchley joins us now. Mark, everyone's assuming it's been plain sailing for Man City at home and in Europe so far this season. What's the reality? Yeah, look, I think um, anyone who assumes that hasn't really been paying attention for the past few weeks, to be honest. Um, OK, yeah, all right. It's it's Manchester City, the top of the Premier League table, the top of the Champions League group. But the big question leading into this game uh, over the past two weeks, really, has been how are they going to do without Rodri? Uh, if you remember, he got sent off against uh, Nottingham Forest and the win against Nottingham Forest. Had to serve a three-match ban for violent conduct. City have lost the other two games in this ban against Newcastle in the uh, Carabao Cup and then against Wolves in the Premier League last week and the first defeat of the league season for the champions. So Rodri is the best at what he does. He is sort of irreplaceable in that position because he is the best at what he does. Nobody can 
come in and adequately fill that role if we're talking about the greatest holding midfielder in European football at the moment. So that's been an open question leading into this game for the past few weeks. City usually find a solution, they usually find a way through. They've got Pep Guardiola, that usually gets them out of enough holes. Played against Leipzig in midweek, stopped the run of consecutive defeats, but then again, Rodgers was okay for that game. The ban doesn't apply to Europe. So he serves the last of the three this, this Sunday against a team that a lot of people will say uh, City's main contenders for the title and um, it's going to be interesting to see how they do without him. It really is, Mark. Yeah, Arsenal were City's big title rivals last season, but is there less riding on playing Arsenal this time? They're absolutely contenders. Um, I do think it'll be more competitive this season. I think Liverpool are back on the radar. I think Tottenham have started very well. So there'll be challenges from elsewhere, but even so, this is a game of some serious magnitude. It is early in the season, and if you remember to back to last season, I think Arsenal and City didn't even face each other for the first time until the Emirates match in late February because of a quirk in the fixture scheduling um, with the Queen's death. Because it's so early, I wouldn't want to read too much into the result either. Thanks, Mark. I cannot wait for this one. And Arsenal fans may well feel the same if they get good news from Mikel Arteta's team sheet and primarily Bakaya Saka. He's a doubt through injury, but Saka was still named in England's squad for the coming international break. Here's what Gareth Southgate had to say on it. Um, That he's still being assessed. So um, obviously they've got a big game this weekend. Um, And then there's another seven days before we play Australia and ten days before we play Italy as well. So um, everybody will monitor everything as we as we go forward. Sorry Gunners, I have no idea if that's good news or not either. And that's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Michael Bailey. Your producer was Mike Zimmerman and executive producer was Ian McIntosh. We hope you're enjoying these pods. Make sure you subscribe and feel free to leave us a review. The lovely Tim Spears will be all yours on Monday to bring you bang up to date with the weekend news and action. Until then, have a good one. The Athletic.